welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church. We are glad that you're joining us. If you're watching this on Tuesday, we are live today, and so feel free to submit your questions, uh, and we will do our best to answer them. And of course, by we, my friend, my colleague, the woman with the good shoes, yes. Pastor Stephanie, oh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great because today I'm wearing sandals because it is springtime. It is springtime. We are ready for springtime in Oklahoma. So yeah. is there like a level of sandal excellence that oh yeah okay yeah well you have to you have to get the good quality sandal with also the bargain price yeah oh that's very important i was gonna say good quality is my wife's criteria yes bargain price would be yeah my criteria Uh right see so there you go and of of course joining us uh in our studio today our uh, audio engineer technical guy that does make all this work jeff smith (laughs) jeff how are you doing today so far so good can't complain you know uh ready for the weekend for the weekend, it's only Tuesday. That's all right. I know, you got to yeah. look forward to it. You got to look I'm forward to you. something. That's exactly right. <laughs> Actually, well, I am looking forward to this weekend also because this Sunday is our service of baptism and confirmation. Yes. So six o'clock, we're going to be celebrating a group of students to make their public profession of faith. We've got um, about nine of them at this point that have said, "Hey, we haven't been baptized. We want to." Profess our faith and be baptized. So oh, this is going to be exciting. It's going to be a great Sunday. weekend. I'm so excited too. So we also had a great weekend this past weekend. We did. You you were great away with family. I was. And got a little refreshed. Yes, we had a wedding, my niece's wedding on uh, Saturday in Kansas. So I got to enjoy the plains of Kansas and the wind coming down the plains, <laughs> which was great. But I heard you had a great time here. You know, uh, we really felt like the Holy Spirit was moving in the service. Yes. I mean, through the music, through the praying, you know, e- even the preaching. It was just one of those Sundays where you felt like God showed up in a different and powerful way oh, to that. accomplish whatever God wants. And, and yeah. that's, that's what we pray is every Sunday, you know, whatever we say, whatever we do, and, and even for this podcast, it's always our hope that God is glorified and that God is speaking through yes. us. And, and I think God has really been speaking through this sermon series. This yes. has been such, I think, an impactful thing, yeah. looking at Psalm 51, David's song of repentance for his sins yes. with Bathsheba and then having her husband Uriah. Um, murdered. Yep. And so it starts off appealing to God's mercy. Have mercy on me. Yeah. Wash me, God. And mm-hmm. then you did a wonderful job preaching last week on purify, purify me, me and what yes. that means. And and so now we, we actually skip down a little bit. We get to verse nine in the Psalm yeah. where it's, you know, you know, get rid of the stain of my guilt, remove it from my life. Yeah. And to me, that's one of the things I know that I will struggle with sometimes. Mm. I don't doubt that God has forgiven my sin. Uh, and some people will say, well, but you know, you, you need to learn to forgive yourself. And, right. and, 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 and I get that feeling. Mm-hmm. And sometimes other people try to make us feel guilty, you know, even though we did this yeah, years ago, that's true. It's, we, we just feel stained. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I appreciate. It's like, you know, I can wash my clothes. Yep. I can get them bleached white clean (laughs) yes right but uh there could still be a stain right right and so that's what we looked at this last sunday was removing the stain of our guilt and one of the things i think is important for us to remember in this is 
nobody wants to be remembered for their failure. Right, exactly. Know? It's so true. And I think that's something we can all relate to as as humankind, that we, we've all failed at some point. We've all right. messed up. We've all done something wrong. And yet the, the fact of the matter is we all ought to be able to say, Nobody wants to be remembered for that. And that's why it hurts my heart. Like like the story you shared at the beginning of the sermon about Hester Prynne right, and the Scarlet, the Scarlet Letter. Letter. And, and the fact that people were, were judging her, making her feel guilty for what she had done. And, you know, you you want to stop and look at people and say, hey, you are human too. You, you don't want to be made to feel guilty. You right. don't want to be made to remember what you have done wrong. And yet we humans often do that to each other. And David, I think, probably experienced that as well, especially being king. You kind of think as king, he was probably sheltered or, um, you know, incubated away from that kind of yeah. thing. But I'm sure he wasn't. I'm sure because he was on top, because he was the man in charge, he probably was made to feel even worse. Like, well, the king, you know, has done this. and Right. And I, I mean, we hard. saw that with Moses. You know, right. Moses murders a man in, mm-hmm. in breaking up a fight. And then the next day somebody says, well, you're going to kill us too. It's yeah. like, you know, it, it's a high standard when you're yeah. called yeah. to lead. Yeah. And one of the things, uh, there's a movie that I have watched, maybe some of y'all have seen it too, it's called Night at the Smithsonian <laughs> 2. It's, yes. it's the sequel to the original. Right. And I almost showed this video clip in the sermon. The reason I didn't is because yeah. I don't think we've figured out the licensing for how we show oh. the video clips While with our live streaming right. so that we don't get interrupted. But there's a scene in that movie, it's kind of the, you know the final battle of the yeah. movie, and um the character that is George Custer yes. is hiding in fear. And they're like, hey, man, you know, you, you got to get into the battle. Yeah. And he said, you don't know what it's like to be remembered for your greatest failure. Oh, and, yeah. And that, that's, you know, none of us want that. No, none, none of us, us want to be remembered mm-hmm. for our failure. And, you know, we, we, we had some fun looking at how we clean clothes and that kind of thing. Right. But the thing that I felt was so important, a com, uh, comment from the New Interpreter's Bible mm-hmm. commentary, is that our sin, our failure, the stain of our sin yeah. does not have the final word of our lives. And right. I think that is very important right. for people to remember. I think so too. I, you know, I love this whole thing as we've moved through and talking about David, uh, that he really does talk a lot about guilt in yes. this passage. It's not, I mean, he talks about the sin, which to me is more the act of, that he committed. Right. But when he talks about guilt, to me, that's a different, a different animal altogether. And I, I like that we've been able to focus on guilt because I do feel like what you said a minute ago that you you know God can forgive you. You know God can forgive the act. Right. But the residue that is left of the guilt and the shame is is just as devastating as the sin itself. It, it can be for debilitating us. for people. Yeah, it really, really can. And so I loved this point that it doesn't have the final word in our lives, and that that even though it's left a mark on who we are, that that other people can see that God has the ability really at times to use that stain. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can definitely remove the stain. That's awesome too. But even to use the reminder of what we've done for good in our lives as well. well. Absolutely. I mean, part of the thing, thought that comes to my mind as I'm listening to you is that the whole idea that um, God's strength mm-hmm. is revealed perfect. through our weakness. Yeah, yes, it's, exactly. It's perfect through that. Mm-hmm. And, and so one of the things that I think is important for us to know is the stain of sin does not have to be our identity. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, we talked about Rahab and how she was known right. as Rahab, 
Yeah. The harlot, right? Uh, until you get to Matthew, and it's just Rahab, right? There, there's in the no lineage. moniker, right? There, yeah. Uh, you know, Moses. Moses wasn't known as Moses the murderer, right? No, it was Moses the lawgiver. Yes, I, I mean, you yes. know, so it, our our strengths, our sins, our failures do not have to be the thing that has our identity. For the rest of our lives. We are not right. bound by that. Mm-hmm. We're not uh, living in condemnation mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus because of mm-hmm. that, uh, that God really can purify mm-hmm. the stain of our sin. Yes. Well, and I was just going to add too, it, the reason for that is that the price has already been paid because mm-hmm. there is a price required for right. for being made right, but we couldn't pay it. We there right. there were no amount of animal right. sacrifices that we could do in order to pay that, and so we we can have that freedom all because of what Christ has done for us. Jeff has a question for us. Oh, this is very exciting. Is this a live question? It awesome. It is not a live question. Okay. Oh, not live. Unfortunately, okay. uh, submitted in have, advance. Yep, submitted in advance uh, for you that are watching. If uh-huh. you do have questions, feel free to put those in the comments below, and yeah. we'll see if we can get to your question here. Uh, but one that was put in earlier, uh, since we're already on this topic, um, a question was submitted: If our sins are forgiven and purified by God's forgiving graces, mm-hmm. and is never an issue again. Why is there a judgment day for each of us? Mm-hmm. Is that something just to separate believers from non-believers? Oh, this question—that's that, a, that's a, a good it's question. It's a great <laughs> question, and and I've got a few thoughts on that. Number one is, you know, is this just to separate believers from non-believers? Mm-hmm. I'm, I I don't really question why God right. does this, but I know that when we read Scripture, one of the attributes of God is that God is a judge. Yes, but God is a just judge yes. he, he he will bring about justice as a result yes. of his judgment and, and and part of our faith tradition going back to john wesley you know the chief spiritual father of the people yes. called methodist is he talked about in his doctrine of grace that you know we, we experience provenient grace before and then right. we, there's that moment we profess faith and we're justified by faith yes. and after that we want to experience the sanctifying grace of god yeah uh, but then wesley went on to say there's another one and it's final justification Mm -hmm. in other words there's that time when we do stand before god Mm -hmm. as judge but god is finally declaring us justified i mean if we operate with the sense that you know is salvation something that a person can forfeit i I don't want to say lose because god's always reaching out to us but do we forfeit god you you can take this gift back i don't want it right there comes that time when we will stand before god Mm -hmm. and god finally says you know what you did mess up. Mm-hmm. You, you you did some things that mm-hmm. were not my will, mm-hmm. but you never gave up on me. Right. You you, you repented quickly, um, and so today I'm here to tell you. Yeah. You were just in You're, my sight. You, yes. you just, just come on in. That that's that's that, part of the gift. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a it's a great question. We do believe you know that happens mm-hmm. now and we experience now uh and and how god's going to separate us i mean jesus does tell the parable is mm-hmm. the last day he's going to separate the sheep yeah. and the goats and, yeah. and that's yeah. you know yeah. of god's well, judgment and don't you think the there's a there's a balancing to that as well when i think about the parable of the talents right and i think about how uh the the one who gave the talents to the servants when they came back and they had multiplied the talents um, God, the the figure of God in the story, right. says to the servants, uh, "Well done, good and faithful servant." And I think there's that part of of Judgment Day as well to say to to it's kind of like a, a father saying to their kids, 
you did a good job. You know, here are the things that I, that you took and you multiplied. So I feel like that judgment has to incorporate all of that. The judgment of our sin, the justification of, of us as people, and also the well done, good and faithful servant judgment that says you did what I asked you to do. I, I never thought of it in this slide, but listening to you, I'm like, that's what happened to the unfaithful servant was mm-hmm. here, God, you can have your, or, you know, you can have your gift back. You have your yeah, gift back. exactly. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, the, the idea is that, you know, God does give us grace. We are justified, not by what we've done, right. but by our faith. And our faith is what tells us the blood of Jesus has yeah. covered our sin, is washed us, purified us, yeah. removed the, the stain. So yeah. great question. Yeah, great, great question. question. Great question. So, you know, looking back again at, at what we've been talking about, you know, will the stain of our guilt have the final word? Mm-hmm. Here's an interesting thought about that. If the stain of our guilt has this final word, Mm -hmm. then I think what we are saying is the blood of Jesus is not sufficient to remove Mm. the guilt of our sin. Right. If we really believe that Jesus' blood removes the guilt of our sin, it washes us clean. Yeah. As weird as it may sound, as unbelievable as it is, it is good news. Yes. It is the blood of Jesus. It is his power yes. that has the final word of our lives. Yes, and I love that. I love it that you that you flip the the statement in that because I think it's a sobering statement for those of us who have said, "Oh, this guilt I have to carry around." To say that 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 in essence is saying Jesus' blood is not sufficient to cleanse me. Whoa! I mean, as a Christian, I don't want to say that. Uh, I don't want to say know. that. <laughs> I, in fact, when I'm saying that, it's like. I hope none of this gets edited. Taken out of context, right. (laughs) So that people are saying, did you hear that D.A. Bennett said in the podcast (laughs) that the blood of Jesus is not sufficient? No, trust me, friends. The blood of Jesus is is fully sufficient. And and because we struggle with sin and and because we carry guilt and because we carry shame, sometimes we are reminded of that. I mean, um, there are times I think, gosh, you know, I I just, I wish I would never remember this again because it's something I did that I feel so awful about. I just don't want to remember it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like it was an important statement for Mm -hmm. us to make that if there's a voice, you know, whether it's in the front of your Mm -hmm. thoughts or the back Mm -hmm. of your mind, and it just continually comes back and says, you know what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, if that voice had said, right. oh, David, you, you, you remember know what, you what you and Bathsheba did. Right. And you know what was in your heart when you did that. Right. And, and, and it was so, you know, stained in your heart that mm-hmm. you then had to have her husband. You know, if, right. after David prays this, this yes. song of repentance, if that voice is coming back in his head, I am convinced that is not the voice of no, God. No, it's not the voice of God. It's not the voice <laughs> of the Holy Spirit. And it comes back to this idea, too, that, that Satan's name, the translation of his name is accuser. Right. So when he is accusing you of sin that you've already been justified and cleansed oh, for, yeah, you yeah. know that's the voice of the devil. And so we don't need to listen to that. We need to cast it out and we need to focus on what God is saying about us. Right. And, and again, if you if you didn't listen to the sermon, I want to be clear on part of what we were talking about. You know, does God ever talk to us about our sin? Absolutely. Absolutely. The Holy Absolutely. Spirit convicts us of our right. sin. Right. That's yes. what Jesus said. It's important that I leave yes. so that the Holy Spirit can come. And the first thing he said is the Holy Spirit will convict you of yes. sin. But when God is, you know, approaching us about our sin, when God is speaking yeah. to us about our sin, it's because God desires for us to turn away from it. Yes. God desires for us to come back into full relationship mm-hmm. with who God is. And so right. once we repent, 
you know, it, the Bible teaches us that God moves our sin as far as the east yes. is from the west. Right. And remembers it no, no more. more. So if, mm-hmm. if there's a voice reminding you of your sin, it is not God's voice. It may be the voice of the accuser. Yes. Sometimes, you know, and, and this is a, a different podcast for a different day, <laughs> but sometimes we as people become the accuser. Yes. We remind people of what they did yes. wrong. That's why, you know, oh. when I'm doing premarital counseling, uh-huh. it's like uh, when you're having conflict, it is not fair. To bring up past mistakes. Yes. And I love it that you said that because I, I heard a very wise man once say that we have no right to accuse another believer before God. And and to me, that was again like, whoa. Yeah. You know, we, we really don't have a right to do that. Uh, it's, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict people of sin. Now, if we are helping people walking alongside of them saying, this is not the way God would want you to do that, that's right. one thing. But if we are accusing them, that's not our job. Right. And, and so that's pretty powerful. And, and that's, that's what Nathan does with David. Right. He, he, he obviously, he kind of tricks him into <laughs> it, admitting yes. it, but, but Nathan is, you know, David, by your own words, you have said that this man deserves to die because of his sin. Right. You're that man. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, Nathan. <laughs> I love that. And so, so it is that, you know, we, we hear that voice. We're not to accuse each other. Right. In our marriages. And, and this was a lesson I, I confess I had to learn this early in my oh, marriage. We all do. You know, there, there might be something that Robin and I were fighting about. And at the time it didn't bother me, but it was ammunition later. And, uh-huh. and when I realized that's what I'm doing, it's like, no, that is not fair. That's not godly. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it should have been mm-hmm. over at all. Right. And so, beloved, if, <laughs> if you're hearing that voice mm-hmm. reminding you of your sin, if you feel stained, if you feel guilty, if you feel ashamed, you know, I mean, if, if you want to do something physical just to to give you something to say this is what i did and it will always help yeah to remember um, imagine you're like hester print in the scarlet letter right that you have that scarlet letter of your sin just just grab it and rip it off and throw yeah. it away if, if that helps yeah. you to know that's not god's voice reminding you of your sin that's exactly right it's so so good so tell us about the final part the final part of the message well the final part of the message and, and this is one of those times where I really wanted people to walk away on Sunday mm-hmm. with the full understanding that when David has prayed, yeah. remove the guilt of my sin, and, and he's our role model, yeah. and we can pray that too, yeah. God removes the guilt of our sin. Yes. And, it, and if you're hearing that voice that says, hmm, you know what you did, uh-huh. uh, that's not God's voice. Right. And, and so, again, if you didn't hear the sermon and you're you're listening to this, what I want you to know is if you have confessed your sin mm-hmm. and if, like David, you're crying out to God, wash me, purify me, remove the stain of my sin, I declare to you as a minister of the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, your sin is forgiven, mm-hmm. you are cleansed, and you are free. You do not have to experience it anymore. Yeah, that's so, so true. All right, Jeff, you got a question for us? Uh, I do. Kind of along those lines, we had another one that was submitted earlier this week. Yeah. Uh, what if someone that has never been exposed to the good news and therefore through no fault of their own mm. are a no believer? Um, are they banished from eternal life in heaven or do we believe God would embrace and purify those that are uh, at fault by uh their, their own circumstances of, of life. They've never right. heard the gospel. Do, do you want to tackle mm. that? Do you want me to tackle that? You, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. I, I find it very interesting uh, that in Scripture we find that 
God is going to make opportunity for people to hear. Right. He's going to make opportunity for people to hear the good news. One of the things that my husband and I always say when when we've been asked this question numerous times over sure. ministry. It's a great is, question. It's a great question. I love it. Is uh, that we are really glad that we are not God. We don't have to make that decision. <laughs> but, you know, there, there are so many things we know about God that he is faithful, that he is just, that he is loving, that he sees our hearts. And I firmly believe that uh, for people who have not heard the good news, they've never had the opportunity to make that decision. I have a hard time believing God wouldn't make opportunity for them to right. make that decision. Because I, I believe that just like our we we trade in our bodies, our, our souls remain alive. Our spirits are, are continually alive. And so we continue to have interaction with God. What are your thoughts? You know, when as I'm listening to you again, mm-hmm. I almost wanted to complete your thought, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to interrupt it. Yeah. And, and, and what I would say to you is, if we truly believe what Scripture says, and we really have to believe when it says God does not desire that any yes. one perish. Yes. And so we do believe that that God makes a way. I don't always know what that right. way is. Right, we don't know how, yeah. But the way that I know is the way that I have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when Jesus says, I am the way, yes. the truth, and the life. Yes. And so the, the question for me, part of it is, I don't know what God will do with those who have a chance to respond to the grace he's giving them. I, I, mm-hmm. I just, I wish I did, but, yeah. but I don't know, but I trust in God yes. and I trust that God does not desire for any to perish. Yes. Even when we read the old Testament and, and that's one of the interesting things about the scripture we're looking at is it is the old Testament. We're talking about the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Blood of Jesus hasn't been shed yet, right, right. but they still have this relationship with God. They still have salvation. Mm-hmm. Even in the old Testament, if we truly understand what God is doing, it is by grace mm-hmm. that salvation is given. Yes. And so I don't want to limit the scope of mm-hmm. God's grace, but the saving knowledge that I have yeah. is Jesus did this and I need to respond yes. to what Jesus has done. Yes, absolutely. So absolutely. The, the, the other thing that I, I look at, um, one of the things that can be very interesting, I, I've been reading a lot lately uh, you know, we read all the time right. in, yes, in yes. our work, but people are saying, well, you don't have to pray a prayer, you know, blah, blah, oh, blah, blah, blah. Wow. And, and, and I understand what they're trying to get at that, you know, praying a prayer of repentance or mm-hmm. something, it's not a, it, this is not a magic right. incantation, right. you know, right. uh, and the best evidence of that, in my opinion, is the thief on the cross yes. who, you know, one thief is yelling and screaming and cursing at Jesus. Yeah. If you saved others, save us. Right. But the other one said, you know, have you no fear of God? Yeah. And at that point we think, okay, he recognizes this yeah, is God. Yeah, right. And then he looks at Jesus and says, you know, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Yes. Now the disciples didn't always get the understanding about the kingdom. No, and, and but this thief gets it. <laughs> this, 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 this thief is yeah. he's dying. Yeah. And here, here's the king of the Jews. Yeah. This this is the king that God yeah. said would always sit on yeah. the throne of, of yeah. David. And and Jesus doesn't say, oh, man, if you just said, forgive me for my sins. Right. I was, you know, right. It, it's, it's not a formula. No. What Jesus is listening to, what Jesus is looking at with this man is his heart. Right. right. You know, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Yes. He wasn't for asking for any special favors. No. And Jesus' response, today... You, you will, will be, be with, with me, me in paradise. Well, and I love that too, because isn't that who David David was as well? A man after God's own right. heart. And and so 
when when David was getting ready to be anointed as king before he ever actually became king, and, and Samuel is is going to the house of Jesse to try to figure out which son is supposed yeah. to be king, that that's how um, Samuel knew is that it wasn't the oldest brother, it wasn't the next oldest, it yeah. wasn't the next oldest, it wasn't the next oldest. But then when David comes in, who wasn't even supposed to be a part of this conversation because he's this little shepherd boy, right. the youngest brother, he comes in. You know, Sam Samuel can see his heart. He knows that that he is the one to be king, and and I love that. I love that that God looks at our hearts. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, Jeff, how are we doing? We have any more questions? We're getting close to time here. Uh, n- nobody else uh, has submitted over uh, Facebook, uh, but for those that are joining us, the the five six people that are online still, thanks yeah. for joining us today. You know, and you know, I encourage you to kind of get. Uh, more acclimated to, to our format here and uh, encourage you guys to submit any questions that you guys have and we'll, we'll do our best to get you get you some answers here i think what it means is that we are so good at this <laughs> that they have no questions we've answered all we the questions all, they could have ever questions. had well we, we actually know that there there may be some <laughs> other questions out there and we would welcome the chance to visit with you and talk to you uh i find myself thinking uh a, a seminary president said when I taught classes because you know that yeah. was just a mystery he said yeah. I used to tell my students that 30% of what I tell you is wrong I just don't know which 30% <laughs> which it is 30%? so we, we may actually tell you some stuff that isn't all that it should be but it's right. our understanding and we bear witness to the yeah. the truth of Christ and the the way that we believe God has called us to do that we're so thankful to have this opportunity yeah. uh, to take this spiritual journey with you we, yeah. we have a lot of fun doing this so any closing thoughts you have for the day well I'm just excited for y'all to, to stick through this series with us it's going to be really fun and then in our next series which we were just talking oh, about yeah. this morning oh it's going to be good once once we hit easter and and the six weeks leading up to pentecost it's going to be great we're going to kind of dive into passage from second corinthians mm-hmm. and it's been really fun this year as we have really dissected some scripture it, 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 it's you know it's like sometimes we just kind of topically preach right but breaking it down into subtopics yeah. I, I guess it's it's a lot of fun for us fun. and we certainly hope it's meaningful for you yeah we really do so thanks so much for joining us today and we will look forward to seeing you on sunday join us for any of our services 8 15 9 30 10 50 here on site or you can join us online at 8 15 or 10 50 as well we'll be praying for you and continue to submit those questions let us know how you're doing and we'll look forward to seeing you next week Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you. God bless you.